The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist. Wait, you didn't say your name now that uh, you, you screwed up I... your own unscrew up. Ah, you know, I, I just like to mix it up. Some days I say my name, some days I leave it a mystery, because maybe that's what the people want. Maybe they want to know less about us. Maybe they want to know nothing about us. Maybe they don't even want to turn on the podcast, and I think that would explain our numbers. But anyway, the podcast where Kenya, I... Uganda. <laughs> Yes, we are a hit in Uganda among the two total podcast listeners in that country. <laughs> podcast where a comedy writer, James Breakwell, that's me, Ooh. and a psychologist, Steve Olivas, the other guy. That's me. No, that is I, you. I, I say that's me. Well, we're 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 really kind of just in the train wreck. We're mix in the, it up with me, James. We I are in have the, it the same. God. We are in the train wreck portion of this, and we just get the words out at any means, from any mouth, whatever it takes. As long as it gets out there in the recording, we're okay. But the podcast where we try to solve your long-running relationship issues in ten minutes or less, and in the process, give ourselves as many head headaches as possible. First, How are you I'm doing fire today, Steve? My agent. After I fire my agent, I'm going to get a new agent to get me on a real podcast. Oh, it's it's amazing that every week somehow our intros get worse, and, I, and it's entirely a compliment to you. Like you're you're working harder than last time to make that happen, and I appreciate your commitment to anti excellence. Good for you. Do we have a question at least? We do. And the oh. crazy thing is apparently this is from somebody who's written in before. This is written as a follow. That but is not crazy. I, I'm not entirely sure which episode we did it on, but if you would like to know which episode we answered her prior question on, please listen to our previous 142 <laughs> episodes, and I'm sure you'll find it. It's in there. Anyway, here is the question. I thought I'd give you an update on one of the questions I had. Ooh. I ended up quitting my job and moving to Canada on my own. I found a job and I'm now working in a position where I that I like a lot. I am still in touch with my uh, former colleagues. Uh, it seems the issues I mentioned before about the boss micromanaging and saying we have an attitude problem still persists. After my departure, a few others left as well. One left due to stress creating mental health reasons. One did not leave on a happy note or rather quit. Uh, decided to quit and be unemployed instead of working for that boss. Right now, I work at a call center. Due to COVID, I have been working from home and I absolutely love it. I am productive and I am focused. On top of that, I am saving a lot of money from and time from the commute. For these reasons, I have a good performance, which leads to, a, to an approval to get out of probation sooner than what was required in my employment contract. My boss and my fellow colleagues all love working in the office. Right now, I am still working from home and don't foresee the request to move back to the office for another three to four months. So here are my questions. One, since my boss and my fellow colleagues all want to work in the office and constantly say how much fun they have in the office, how should I bring up my wish to work from home? Should I bring this up with, uh, when my boss requests us to go back to the office? Should I bring it up during my job appraisal? Uh, two, my employment appraisal is in six months. I've never done a job appraisal in North America before. I'm not sure how different it is from Asia. Any tips and hints on uh, what might be included in a job appraisal? Is there anything I need to prepare for? And then we go into some other things, but I think we really, why don't we focus in on the one part about working from home? Because that hits real close to my heart, and I think on some level it's going <laughs> to hit close to your heart as well. So should she tell her boss she wants to keep working from home? And if she wants to do that, how should she, how should she pull that off? 
Well, let me address something she didn't ask first, which is uh, kind of written into the uh, opening salvo of the question, which is, I, I was sort of hesitant to leave my job, but now I did, and I can't believe how much better it is. I see this a lot in relationships, that I'll have people that want to break up with somebody, and it's like, ah, but the devil you know, out there it's rough, what if I don't find someone that's this good, even though I'm not happy, and... Almost 100% of the time, they get out of a bad relationship, get into a new one, and it's like fresh air filling their lungs. It's like, wow, I never knew this could be so much better. It's like uh, getting out of a bad podcast situation, I think, James. But I guess the, the uh, takeaway there is take the plunge, like do something for yourself. Uh, if your job sucks, there's other jobs. Try it out. But uh, the question on working for home, from home, how do I bring it up or when do I bring it up? I don't know if Canada does things differently than the U.S. I would imagine uh, yes, but not a whole lot. I would bring it up when you are floated the option because my understanding is a lot of places are going to move in sort of a bi-directional, I got to use direction again, <laughs> direction <laughs> from here where... When the office starts opening up, I do think it's cheaper for businesses to not sort of lease or rent or buy as much office space. So I think they're going to be giving employees an option of whether to work from home or work from an office. The, the, if you're forced to work from the office, I would at least take the hint from your fellow employees that it's actually kind of a cool place to be. So instead of feeling a lot of nervousness and social anxiety... I'll say it again, take the plunge. Do something that puts you outside your comfort zone and you may reap a reward that you didn't even anticipate. But if uh, you are uh, determined to work from home, most bigger companies, and I think call centers fall into this too, will give you an option, at which point I would just check box B. I'd rather stay at home. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if, uh, given the way the question wrapped, if she wanted an answer to her six-month appraisal. But I would say, and here where I, here's where I think Canada might have a little bit of a departure from the U.S. I've had many clients and corporate consulting people who talk about how those appraisals go. And some can be bloodbaths. Like some managers feel like the only way to justify themselves in the appraisal process is to come up with a laundry list of things that they hate about you doing your job. And I think Canada's a little more polite in general. And if everyone in your cadre enjoys working in the office, I'm guessing you've got a decent manager who will not only tell you things that you need to improve, but also at least prop you up with some things that they're really digging that you do. But I would be prepared for some critical feedback, even if it's presented in a way that's digestible and let's work on this. It, it does sting sometimes when you think you're doing a great job and you find out 6% of what you're doing isn't quite meeting muster what say you james breakwell well let's get this out of the way up front those co-workers and the boss who's saying how much fun it is to be in the office they are lying to you that is a <laughs> trap okay nobody has fun in an office environment ever for any reason like what do you think they're doing are they going and they they're playing foosball and pool and all this stuff like what maybe on their 10 minute break or whatever i mean it's like it's a call center they're on calls they're doing exactly what you're doing except they're doing it in a supervised environment where they had wow. to put on dress clothes and everybody can see what they're wow. doing and all of their time is monitored and they had to drive in and park and put on their coat and go through the harsh canadian winter and all of that oh. there is no upside to what they're doing none whatsoever you have figured out the glory that is 
staying from home. And some people are old and afraid of change. And unfortunately, many of many of those people are in middle management, the boomer crew, and they're like, in my day, we did it this way. And again, and now these people are in charge of call centers where it's not face-to-face anyway. Why does it matter where you make a call from? So you are 100% in the right to want to work from home. But the thing is, you're not alone. I mean, I think half the jobs in America, people started working from home and they figured out this is pretty awesome. Now, there's a smaller subset that said, holy cow, I've got kids home. I can't do this. But when your kids are away at school, it solves that problem. And really, it's better for the company, too, because they save on office space. They don't have to have such a big building to play, you know, pay for your cubicle and everybody else's yeah, cubicle. Yeah. If half of their workforce or two-thirds of their workforce or all of their workforce is, is uh, you know, working from home, they kind of uh, – it's really a sly thing of savings. You know, the, you think about it. You, you're paying for your own office space. You're paying your own janitor. You, you're paying for your own upkeep yeah. and all that, all your own utilities and all that would have had to have gone to this office where you had to go. So what I would say is you just stay home as long as you can. And I think any transition back in the office is going to be gradual, like what Steve said. And it's going to be optional at first. And you just keep taking the option that says uh, you want to stay home. Even if that option is maybe to say everybody needs to come back unless you're really afraid of current things. And you just say, I'm really afraid of current things. And you just stay home as long as you can. And really, ultimately, you're not there because they want to see your smiling face. You're there because you give them results. <laughs> so if you keep giving them results, if you don't give them any reason to question your productivity at home, I don't know why it would be a problem long term. And that's really your best chance to stay uh, to stay home long term is just proving that you can do it awesomely and that going in wouldn't change anything. It would just make your life more of an inconvenience. And in fact, it might make you more inclined to take one of those plunges that Steve talked about where, where well, you know what? If you're going to make me come into the office, there's now 95% of other jobs that are from home. Maybe I'll just go take one of those. And in the meantime, you might want to start searching for those jobs because they are out there. They're everywhere uh, just to see what your options are. And if they do make you come into the office, you can walk away. So that's that's the best way to do it, I think. Uh, any closing plunges? Steve? Wow, way to use my words against me. Well played. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Well, if you would like us to answer your question in 10 minutes or less, send that in to James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with the E. It doesn't actually have to be a marriage question. It can be boyfriend, girlfriend, platonic friends, coworkers, whatever you've got. Send it in. This has been another episode of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back.